There she is. I don't know why every time you call on the uh, the Facebook gimmick, it doesn't go through right away. Uh, I don't know, because it comes through to me. Maybe you've got it <clears throat> set on some kind of mute feature or something. I don't know. Well, it's probably, probably mute, like, you know, the asshole, so. Uh-huh. You got the asshole filter on. Asshole filter. Speaking of asshole filters, I have cleared yeah. mine, and I have taken your call. Uh, is that what the, is that what you, you had to clear it out first? I guess, I don't know. What's going on there? Yeah, I uh, oh, you know, it, it took it took me two and a half hours to drive fifty fucking miles today. Yeah, well, that's because you have chosen to uh, reside in a shitty city. Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta's got to have the worst traffic I've ever seen in my uh, life. Atlanta. There's not. I mean, if you're like, if you put like 20, I don't know, how big is Atlanta in the 20 biggest major cities in the country? Yeah, I I think so. Yeah, I would I, say. Let's, let's say 25, just in case. If you put okay. the, if you listed like the 25 biggest cities in the United States and Atlanta being right. among them, and you started like listing uh, under each city of the pros and the cons, I think... I think Atlanta is uh, coming up short compared to most of the other cities that would be on that list. Like, there's not a lot of like uh, yeah. redeeming qualities to that city to be wanting to live there. No, there's there. I don't think there's any. At least, I Zero. mean, I mean, compared to like some cities, Atlanta at least has all the major sports teams. You know, uh, but they do. But still, I no, mean, no, they I'm, got the Falcons. Does that count? I mean, they're they're barely, but they have. But it, but in fairness, they've got like you know they've they've got a college team, they've got a baseball team, they've got a basketball. You, you right, know, right, I mean, right. they've got. Every, I'm just saying. I'm not saying they're a good team. It's like the same thing with Detroit. Nobody is accusing them of having a good football team, but at least they have a right. football team compared to like you know some cities that uh, would be on that list uh, that may may be lacking one or two sports teams. That's all I'm saying. That's all you know. But, right. uh, but two and a half hours to go 50 miles, like, that is just in-fucking-scene. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. That's... But I, I saw it all on my drive because it took me off the highway at one point because the highway was – it's raining here. It's cold. Yeah. We were 80 degrees for like the last five days, and then all of a sudden it's 40 and pouring today. So, so right. People don't know how to drive, so it takes me off the highway. I passed. I mean, I went through the homeless camps. I went through downtown Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. I went past the Mercedes Benz Stadium, which is a monstrous stadium, monstrous. But uh, you know, I, I mean, before, I actually, I, I actually bet fifteen hundred dollars though that uh, you know the Falcons are not going to win this year again. So you should. Uh, I, I would take Calvin Ridley on that fifteen hundred dollar bet any yeah. day. You, so. you you should have made it before that. You'd have better odds. Uh, you'd have had right. a bigger payday. Um, and it would have been as sure of a thing, anyways. Uh, you, right. you before we go any further, you owe me a couple of drinks. Yeah. I, so when I told, I literally tech just messaged you and said that I was just getting into the house. I literally just got home because what did I tell you? I was going to be home at work time. Oh, six thirty. I'm just saying before right. we get too far in the podcast, let's let's make some magic happen. I, yeah, I, I want to hear some. I, I, was, I want to hear some glass clinking over there. I thought I was going to be home earlier, but the 
the traffic just, it just you know, and of course I had to do my daily stop at Publix because what would life be without that, right? Well, without you like actually shopping for more than one day at a time. Right. I, of like course some I kind of for the moment. Resp- responsible uh, adult human being, you know. Right. All right. I got my drink ready to go. Drink. Here's the, just one. Ready? Well, one at a time. All right. I already did a shot. I was kind of waiting. Yeah, man. I, I, I think I, you're you're way more excited about this gimmick than the actual podcast. This is just an excuse for you to drink. I, well, I don't need an excuse to drink. I've got plenty of reasons, pr- plenty of legitimate reasons to start uh, ab- All right, you ready? Uh, abusing go. my liver. Well, I I knocked one back, but uh, go ahead. All right. I just think you're right. you're easier to deal All with. Right. I've been dealing with you a lot over the last two years. Uh, you're easier to deal right. with if I'm a little buzzed or uh, a little buzzed, a little yeah. you know, a little loosey goosey, a little, a little whatever you want to call All it. Right. I got one. I got one. One shot of. Uh, what are you drinking over uh, there? I got. Yeah, look, I told you, I got vodka. But what kind of vodka? Mean, uh, just just straight plain vodka. Oh yeah, I drink it straight. Tito's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I okay. Fair enough. I I like to throw an ice cube in mine. Because <clears throat> I don't keep my vodka. Oh, no, 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 no. Because no, I don't I keep it chilled. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So mine's a little watered t- down by the time we do the podcast because I've uh, okay, okay. I've sunk the fucking ice in them and they've mel- mostly yeah, melted. Yeah, I, I like to keep mine in the uh, freezer. I, I actually thought this is kind of psychotic, but I'm building a, a bar in the house and I thought about. With what? Like a... milk crates and a fucking a two by four? No, I, I'm not building it like that. Like, I'm. I'm like buying one and just putting it there. Oh, like uh, a rolling car, a rolling cart bar or something like that. No, it's gonna be bigger than that. But you should buy one of yeah. those like freestanding huh. outside structures. That's like a like a little like like four seater tiki bar with a roof and an yeah. area to walk behind it. But build it inside your house. <laughs> inside the house. <laughs> I think that would be cool. Like you know, like that would be over. I think. Yeah. If people I was. Were right. It was funny because I was just like flipping. It's funny that you mentioned it because I was flipping through Facebook and some uh, some sponsored ads came up. I don't. It wasn't through Amazon. I think it was its own company that they come. They you buy the you buy one of their four ver- bars versions of a bar, right. and they will deliver and build it for you. It takes them like ninety minutes. Any like painting or staining. Where is this at? I, I don't know. I'll go. I'll see if I can dig it up. I looked at it yesterday. Um, I'm like, oh, this is cool. If I ever own a house, I'll I I would definitely have one of these outside. But now I'm thinking it would be, have been cool inside too. So yeah, you gotta find that. I, I'll dig it up for you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my my uh, third drink that I have here that I'm now on, uh, my my sipping drink is uh is going to be a uh, Dr Pepper and Knob Creek, which sounds disgusting, and it probably is. But I didn't. No, want, it's probably not going to be. I didn't want to just drink Knob Creek on the rocks for some. I'm reason. actually going to have uh, my second drink and then my sipping drink. I'm going to go with my pink Moscato because uh, I like the taste of the wine. Yeah, and you like to have your pinky out a lot. So, uh, so get get her done, and then we'll. Uh, we'll uh, hold on, ready? Yeah, yeah. Drop drop it down there, because. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny. That, it's funny that you, you, you like you're 40 year old man and you do shots like a 16 year old girl. 
Oh, yeah. I, it's, I don't know. I like the older I get, like I just, I, it's funny because I like didn't like alcohol for a while. I was like, I'll stay away from it. I it really does nothing for me. You know, like I, I mean, to me, the alcohol is, I mean, whatever. I, you know, I'd rather like. I see. I like, know that you're drinking. I know that you're not faking it over there because that like ganging sound was exactly the same sound as the day you we I called you and you you couldn't do the podcast because you were like too sick and coughing gagging. and you were cu- coughing so hard that you were making yourself gag, and that was our our famous two and a half minute uh or two two, right. two minute cool. and fifty second <laughs> podcast where it was just me well, laughing at you while you were coughing and 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 telling me how sick you were. <laughs> well, I was gonna I was gonna say too is like you know I I like. I used to like drinking as a, obviously as a kid. And then there was like a phase where I like really didn't like recently where I didn't like drinking. Like, I don't, I don't think I had an alcoholic beverage for probably two years. Cause I was like, I'd rather like, I'd rather like smoke a little Tibet, you know, and then, and do that instead of drink the alcohol. Cause like, you know, you don't get hung over when you, you know, you know, you're like a little Cheech and Chong. You don't well, get hung over. See, so. my, my problem is when I smoke, I don't, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect me at all. No. Except for I like the one time I've smoked one time. I smoked from Aaron Agony when we were up in uh, wherever uh, uh, Uproar runs their wrestling shows. It's like 45 minutes north of Tampa. Uh, And uh, he had a joint and both me and Natalia took like I took a monster hit off this thing uh, at the at the venue. The venue was a renovated like. CVS. It was called the Verizon Arena, but it was like a like they had bought a CVS, turned a small part of it into a Verizon store, and the rest of it oh, they wow. rented out for events and stuff. It's kind of a cool place. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, but I, we were out in the parking lot, which is a grass field, and uh, I took a monster drag off this thing, and then for like three hours, I was spent. I spent like t- during the show and a little before. I was I spent it like trying to f- just deal with existing. I was so fucked up, and she really? she was too. That was that was the one where uh, where I'm like you know they're like well why don't we just put you back here behind the merch table and you could sell merch for us and that way you're not like wandering and getting into trouble or whatever and I'm right. like all right I, I mean I I sold merch I don't know how much money I made them or how what I sold things for or anything I don't remember any of that but. <laughs> <laughs> That's but yeah, that's the only time I smoked where it affected me. And I'm either and I've bought weed from Agony before. And it just right. it, it doesn't do, like I bought a bunch of weed from him. And one time I smoked it. didn't It doesn't do shit for me. One time I made it in the butter and that fucked me up. Right. That fucked me up. Now I saw the right. devil a couple of times doing that. Uh, and uh, well, I didn't tell you about that. I made butter and I made like a cake out of some of the butter. Like some, mm-hmm. it, like I was being like cute, like trying to be keto right. and make it some kind of strawberry jello fucking keto cake with, with weed butter, you know? And right. I had like a big slice of the cake and I was like, I hadn't, there was no like measuring. I know, I didn't know how potent the butter was. I didn't know like, I, and apparently I, you, like, you kind of winged it. I made, I made a monster batch of butter. It was like, it was like, it would get you high looking at it. And, uh, right. I had like two slices of this cake because you have one and you wait an hour and nothing happens. So you have right, another right. slice and then you're like, you're like fucking traveling to Jupiter. You you're, you're having a conversation with the devil for an hour, all this shit. 
I go to sleep. Yeah. I wake up. I'm like, I got to go to work. I'm putting my clothes on. I get in the car. I start driving to work. And I realize I am ripped out of my gills still from this. And I'm driving on I-95 North. And I am freaking out because of all the traffic and the speed. And right, right. I get to work finally. Like, I'm like, I can't believe I got to work without, like, I like, like, dude, I felt like I was on top, like I was Maverick and Top Gun flying against the Russians. Right. Going to work. I go to work. I was going to be just in the fucking shop all day spraying cabinets or something. And the boss was going somewhere and doing like appraisals or in, else. installation, yeah. or whatever. Literally, the second he left, I walked over to a table, sat down at the table, put my head, you know, like rested my head on my forearms on the table, slept for about an hour, woke up, uh, decided I got to go home. And I just fucking drove home all fucked up. That was that was my day at work. It was like, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I remember. But smoking, uh, never, almost, ne the one only time that it fucked me up was that. And I, I kept accusing agony of having, like, laced weed. Because I before, after, weed never fucks me up when I smoke it. But that one time yeah. with agony. So well, I keep telling I, I him. A, I got a couple stories. Must then. have been, and like, that, that, laced with something. Yeah, and he, he it denies it. He denies it to this day. But me and well, Natalia I, I, were both like cadoodled. We were on fucking yeah. Planet Twelve, and we both agree that there's no way that was just weed, you know. I have uh, two stories that really stick out with with that is with younger days. Uh, one was it was Future of Wrestling FOW. Uh, Bobby had done a year end, so Bobby used to do that at the end of the year. He would throw a party. And it would be the year-end awards. Well, so sure. When you've got like would, when you right when you're running on you're stolen using, credit yeah. cards or whatever the fuck he was right. doing. Yeah, right. why not have parties? Sure, it sounds great. So he would rent out like a VFW hall or a venue. I think one year we did it at like a Dave and Buster's or something in the back, you know, in their little conference area. Rents it out, and fans were allowed to buy tickets to come. It was a catered like food event, and then. You know, it would you know it would be like an award show, and and somebody you know there'd be a host, and then somebody would like the Slammys, you know, be, right? Presenters. So that that's tremendous. First, that's that's awesome. That sounds was, like fun. It was so awesome. So the first year that we were like me and Eric, you know, the Vandals were was our first year in FOW, and we were hot. I mean, we were like on fire. Everybody was booking us. We were winning tag team titles. I think at one point we had like. The FOW tag team titles and the NWA Florida tag team titles. Like we were, you know, we were champions in like five different federations. So the year end awards come and it's at the VFW hall in, uh, you know, that little one over that everybody's run wrestling shows in the ceilings really low. I yeah, forgot what yeah. Oakland park, Oakland park. So we, uh, we get there and they're like, you know, we're like, I don't know, 19 years old, something like that. And, uh, they're like, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Snake Master brought brownies. So we're like, oh, we're like brownies. Like, what? What is that? Like, why is that such a big deal? Like, <laughs> the whole event was catered. Right. And they're like, no, the good brownies. Yeah, like so, magic brownies. Right. So you know, me and Eric were, we were, you know, we were a little mischievous back then. So he had put the brownies on a table, but like, it was like, don't touch these until like, you know until the show gets started well we went over there and of course dug into the brownies and we ate way too <laughs> fucking much brownies uh 
So, of course, Snake Master finds the brownie, you know, and he's like, you ate the brownies. And we're like, we didn't know. He's like, I told you. So the show starts and we're like at our table. Like, and I'm like on another fucking planet because we ate so many brownies. And they go, tag team of the year, the Vandals. And they call us up there. And the two of us are fucking hammered. So we like make our way up there. And like, I'm laughing the entire, I can't stop laughing. Like I'm just <laughs> laughing the entire time. And he's like, you gotta stop. Everyone's gonna know. I was like, well, it's fucking obvious. We look like Cheech and Chong up here. So we get up there. And you you like, literally should have just thanked Snake Master for the brownies well, and got well, jumped off the stage. <laughs> well, no, so, so it's funny. So we get, we get up there and, they're like, you know, I think like Rusty was the one who like gave us the award, you know, because he had trained us. So it was right. like, you know, it was a big deal. So he gives the award and like, you're supposed to say something. I can't stop laughing. And Eric is like trying to get through this. And he's like, you know, thank you, Rusty. Thank you, Flex. And of and, the two of you, know, I don't think Eric's the big talker of the two of you. No, he, does, he never would even talk in the promos. Right? right. So like we would give him one line at the end just to get something in. But. I would be the one always talking. So he like thanks everybody and then he's done and and of course Bobby is like, What is wrong with you two? And everybody's laughing. And I lean into the mic and I said, We ate Snake Master's brownies and everybody started dying laughing. And Eric's like, You idiot. I was like, What? He's like, Because there's fans there. There was fans that paid to come. And uh Yeah, but I that's tremendous. That's lit. like hilarious. Like everyone gets it. Oh, it was lit. That was that time. And then uh, th there was there was uh, there's two other times that really stand out. But you know, the second time. But you know, uh, before you get into those, the yeah, you just uncontrollably laughing and immediately, immediately, it immediately made me think of that uh, interview that for the podcast that you and Blake oh, yeah, tried to yeah. do that we have yeah. video of where you you and him are both uncontrollably laughing for like four minutes straight, and you guys can't Literally. like start the podcast. They're like. They're struggling. They're loving it, but they don't know what to do. And you and him, what? it's like one of you will stop laughing and then the other one will snicker and it just starts all right. over again. I can, I've watched that thing about 40 times. And Oh, it's great. Every time I watch it, it makes me just laugh out loud. I, I It's hilarious. Uh, anyway. Right, hilarious. Anyway, what, what, so, what, what, what's your other? Uh... So the second time yeah. was me and Eric were hanging out and – we, you know, we, we puffed a little bit in the car and uh, we were driving. He was dropping me off at my house. And like during the drive, I was like, man, I was like, what is in that? He's like, oh, it's some like purple kush, something, something. I was like, uh, like, I am fucking hallucinating. Like this shit has to be laced because like we're driving and I'm like, I feel like I'm in another planet. I was like, this is an insane shit. So we get to my house and he's like, get out and I was like I can't I can't get out and he's like get out of the car I gotta go home I'm like I can't get out he's like what I'm like I promise you no I I just looked into the yard and we, I was living with my parents still I was young and I looked over and I said Eric if I get out those armadillos they're gonna fucking attack me he's like what armadillos <laughs> I'm like there's armadillos and, and he's like and I look I vividly remember this I oh, vividly remember seeing a yard full of armadillos. Like my whole yard was covered in them. And he's like, there's no fucking armadillos. Get out of the car. I was like, bro, I can't. So he's like, you got to go. I got to go home. So I get out of the car and he's like waiting for me to go in the house. Like, like, you know, like he, I'm a girl on a 
you know, date or something. Right, you're watching, so, you're, you're staying there yeah. making sure she get, goes in, right, yeah. Right, right. So he's watching me, and I'm, like, tiptoeing, and he's like, get the fuck in before your dad comes out. You're, I'm like, It's funny, Eric's, like, Eric's such a yeah. gentleman for you. <laughs> right, right. But he was worried my dad was going to come out, and he's like, get in the house. You're going to fucking, your dad's going to hear you. And I'm tiptoeing. And he's like, what the fuck are you tiptoeing for? And I'm like, stop. I'm like, stop talking. He's got the window down. And I'm like, you can't talk. They're going to hear you. They're going to know. I got to tiptoe around the armadillos. So I get to the driveway and I'm like near my dad's minivan. He had a minivan at the time. And, uh, I start climbing on the hood and now Eric's getting out of the car. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? I was sitting on the hood of my dad's car because I thought there was armadillos. And I was like, they're going to get me. I was like, they're going to get you. He's like, there's nothing to get me. I'm like, hurry up, get on the car. He's like, I'm not getting on the car. Well, who do you think opens the door? My dad. dad. He's like, what the fuck are you two doing? So I'm sitting on his hood of his car. Eric is standing there like yelling at me and I'm fucking, I'm fucked up. And Eric's like, oh, nothing. We were just messing around. And he's like looking at me, telling me like, shut the fuck up. Don't say anything. I'm like, I'm like, dad, the armadillos. My dad's like, what armadillos? <laughs> and Eric's like, shut the fuck up. So uh, he's like, oh, he's just playing. So like we get, my dad goes back in the house because he's like, idiots, you know, he's like, two assholes. And so Eric's like, come on. So he like walks me in the house. And my dad's like sitting on the couch watching TV. And uh, I go in the kitchen and we had like, our kitchen had like kind of like a window that went through to like the living room. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? It wasn't like a window. It was like a buffet area or whatever. But anyway. Not a window, so, but an opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opening, opening, right. But my dad can't see me. Like from where he's sitting, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. He can't see his angle. He can't see the kitchen. So Eric leaves me there and he's like, get something to eat, go to bed. All I know, the next thing I know is my dad is waking me up. I am standing in the kitchen laying, but like my body is on top of the counter. Like my hands are like crossed and I'm like, I'm sleeping, but standing up. My dad's like, what are you doing? And I was like, what? He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. I just put my head down and I fell asleep. He's like, what are you two idiots drunk? I was like, no, no. How old were you at the time? I was like 19 years old. Okay. So, so we, uh, we, my dad was like, go to bed. So I, I ended up going to bed. And, and like the next day he was like, he's like, what? I was like, oh, I don't know. I was just really tired. I was like, I just, I don't know. I laid down. He was like, my dad's like, you were there for like over an hour. Cause he didn't even realize cause he was, he couldn't see where he was sitting. But when he had got up to come in the kitchen, he saw me like propped up. I don't even know how I stayed without falling. Right. So that, that, was, that was the second time. The most, the, the third time, this is even better. The third time, for some stupid reason, Eric got these like, uh, we got them these like weed pills. They were like, uh, orange. I know exactly now, what you're, I, they're like right. little BBs, right? Right. And they're cold. I they're like in the fridge. My fucking cousin in New Jersey, when I went up to visit one time, gave me one of those. Yeah. It's like a THC fucking bomb right. or something. I know so, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, they're like little too. Yeah, and, uh, they're like they yeah, look like was, they look like airsoft pellets, like but they're beef, orange, right? They do. Right. Yeah, I know exactly orange, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now we were 21 at this time. So 
uh, we go, we decide that we're going to go to Diamond Dolls Strip Club because we had friends who worked there. Warlord from WWF. Uh, Gonzo was the Gonzo, DJ that yeah. we wrestled with. Eric had worked there too, but he was off this night. And Punisher came with us. Big, how, big old, Punisher. how old are you at that time? 21. We're 21. Okay, I'm like, so, if Eric's working there, it's like, yeah. Right, right. Okay. So we we get there and we each we each pop one of these little BBs. Well, like, I don't know, like like 20 minutes go by and I'm like, I don't feel anything. This is whack. So I order a, a beer. I go to the bar. I get a beer. And we had like a little VIP section at the strip club because uh, they all work there. But I, look, I didn't tip strippers. I don't get lap dances. I was there for two reasons. One, to see our friends. And two, Diamond Dolls has the best food <laughs> ever. And uh, listen, I, you can you can tell me I'm wrong, but I have taken people there and they went, holy shit. Because Diamond Dolls hired like a world-class chef. He was a legit chef. They hired him because they wanted their food to be just as good as the titties and ass. Right. So they hired well, this world-class in, chef. In theory, back in those days, I think a lot of these strip clubs were still like owned by organized crime. And that right. they just, even operating at a loss, they just like, it's kind of like Sopranos thing. Like that's where they're right, working right. out of. And it's like, so why wouldn't they want their food to be top notch? You know, it's like you're, it's basically like right. they're, they're, they're deciding that like, well, since we work out of here and we're eating out of here all the time and we're paying a guy to cook for us, might as well cook for everyone else too. So, yeah. Right. 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 So, uh, the okay. food is unbelievable. I'm making, I took, I took, I'm making notes by the way, cause I have strip club stories and I have, okay. I, I'm going to follow up with you on a couple of these things, but well, go ahead. I'm just side note. I, I have taken, uh, you know, Lenny, right. From wrestling. Lenny. Lenny. Lenny, 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 yeah, Lenny. Lenny, the uh, yeah, the 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 tall, skinnier black kid, light skinned kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, one day I took Lenny to Diamond Dolls because he didn't believe me, and he ordered this like Cajun like seafood pasta, and like three bites in, he looks over at me and he goes, "This is the damn best Cajun seafood <laughs> pasta I've ever had in my life." I was like, "I told you." I I saw Lenny like five years later. And we were talking, there was like a group of people, and he turns to this group of people and goes, I got to tell them. And I said, tell them what? He goes, this guy took me to Diamond Dolls. To this day, still the best Cajun seafood pasta I've ever had. Yeah. I was like, I told you that. Yeah. So anyway, we pop these pills. I don't feel nothing. So I down a Bud Light. I'm like, all right, I don't feel nothing. So I get a second Bud Light. Well, 30 minutes after taking this pill, two Bud Lights down, it hits me. Like a fucking ton of bricks. Yeah, but Bud Lights like, are like water. I mean, come on. Well, it wasn't the Bud Light that hit me. The pill finally kicked in. Right. And I'm not even going to lie to you. I stood. I didn't even sit. I was standing on the back wall next to the DJ booth in a daze for like two hours. I, like, everything was just like, the. it was like a movie. And I didn't say a word to anyone. I didn't speak. I just stood there. And I just stared and like Eric had come over and he was like, you're all right. And I just all of a sudden snapped out of it. And I was like, what the fuck? I go, that was the strangest like time. And he was like, dude, you literally didn't move for two hours. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Like, I, I don't even, but when it, when it like the two hours ended and I snapped out of it, 
it was like I was totally sober. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Right. Like, I, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I don't know why. That little ass pill yeah. killed me. It's so funny that I knew exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. My, yeah. my, my it's cousin. Because I don't think many people would. No, I, my cousin, I was, I was in, New, I don't know why I was in New Jersey. I don't know what occasion it was for or whatever. And I'm just, I'm there at my uncle's place and my, my cousin is kind of a screw up and whatever and yada, yada. But, uh, so he, but he was there and he just felt like it was like, like we're in the hallway upstairs and he's like, he, I guess he decided it was a time to like approach me and be like, Hey, you know, you're cool. I'm cool. You want, you want one of these pills and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, and he explained it was like a THC fucking thing. And it was a little orange, like airsoft pellet kind of pill. Exactly. I knew exactly what you were talking about. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a devast, it's, it's kind of like a, uh, a weapon of, uh, mass destruction, that pill. (laughs) I'm not going to lie, but, uh, I knew exactly what you were talking about. Probably this. That's funny. They were, it's funny because they was probably the same time that you guys were doing it. It's probably that that thing was popular at the time. So, so, right. It must've been. So you mentioned strip clubs, which is funny because, uh, I I used to hang out with this group. Uh, there was there used to be this chain of comic book stores down here called Tropic Comics, and you know mm. you'll laugh and whatever it's comic books whatever. But but the guys that like started this business started it when they were like sixteen seventeen, and they built like a pretty big empire for a while. Uh, and uh, right. I ended up like working for them, and so you got these guys that are like twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four, whatever it was, with tons of money, and they were just like. So it was like all good all the time. It was like everyone was I missed the cocaine days of those guys. But but afterwards it was like uh I started hanging out and working for them whatever. At first I was hanging out with them and uh kind of helping and whatever when I was still like underage. Right. And they ha- had one of the guys John ended up like basically running the whole thing. And he befriended a guy named uh Jeff. And Jeff was the DJ at a club called uh, Treasure Island in Miami back in oh, the day. Oh, I remember Treasure Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, listen, I understand. I know you know it. Okay. Uh, and he, but this was before your time. Trust me, because right. I was, I was still underage to get in there. So every now and then, I could like, I could like finagle my way in, and sometimes I couldn't, and I'd have to like hang out in the car while they had a good time for three hours, and I would just sleep in the car. Oh wow! It is what it is, but you know, it depended on the guy. But uh, two things, two things out of that story is that. Uh, when I could get in, I kept going. We kept going, and and it was like the time when, like, every week, every weekend, uh, some big right. porno star, and we're talking like late eighties, we're talking like eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety. Okay, some big giant porno star was like touring the country, hitting strip clubs. So every weekend you would go. Right, that was like pretty popular back then. Well, that's where they make all their money. They don't make a lot of right. money filming a porno. But then when you build a name for yourself in the porn industry, you go on the road and you dance at strip clubs and you make a fucking killing because you're like dancing and you're getting lots of tips and people are coming to see you. And then you sell merch and you sell uh, like signed photos, you sign signed videotapes and you sell uh, Polaroids, uh, which was the big thing because you could the right. beautiful thing about a Polaroid. Better than like a digital picture because you get a Polaroid with somebody. Not only is it a like a like a photo that you met the person, but they also sign it, so you get it autographed. So right. it's like a double whammy. So 
I was famous in college, my like through all of college because I had a f- album. I had an, a photo album. Remember photo albums? Yeah. With the wax, you know, you you pull the plastic page up and there's wax underneath. And you stick the photos to it and you put the plastic back right. down. I had a photo album full of photos with me with naked porn stars. You don't understand how much mileage this photo album got when uh, <laughs> I was in college, especially like the years. I had two years where my junior and senior year where I had the balcony room that was on the back of the building and I was on the first floor, but on the back of the building, it was the second floor because it was kind of like the, the building was on a street off of an uphill kind of deal. So everyone would, what would happen is all of my boys knew that the back balcony double doors of my room were always unlocked. And if they could climb the balcony, if they could jump up to the second floor and because uh, right. on the back of the building, it was the second floor. If they could jump up and climb the balcony and let themselves in, that was the hangout room. So in the hangout room, there was always booze. There was always like I would call, I would be walking from home from class and see three guys sitting on my patio of my room's balcony, smoking stogies, drinking whiskey, <clears throat> and like and like blasting music out of my fucking room. But it was like the party That's room. Funny. And so. Right. But that album was basically like for my dorm room that I share with another friend was basically like the coffee table book. Like when like everyone had gone through that thing a million times because it, well, it's sitting there. Yeah. Pop the shelf, people. I'm going to do another side tangent. I was dared because when you're they do a, a, a yearbook at my art school at RISD, Rhode Island School of Design. Right. It's only for seniors, the yearbook. And it's a giant book. It's like 15 inches tall, maybe 18 inches tall, uh, like 12 to 15 inches wide and like three inches deep. And it's all black and white uh, pages, but on news kind of newsprinty stuff. But it's like a giant thick tome of a yearbook. But it's but the only people that get listed are seniors uh, and and everyone gets a page. And I was dared to submit. You could submit any photo you want for your page. I was dared right. to submit a photo from the, uh, the album. From the album, so I picked the most obnoxious photo. I don't. The porn star was not a famous porn star, but the photo was me standing there. Uh, in my, I had like a t-shirt and shorts, like cat, like a like half thigh, right. like khaki shorts. Uh, and the porn star was like bent over, cupping her naked tits, and sucking on a dildo. That had been uh, that she had put in my fly, that was coming out. It looked like <laughs> it looked like I had a giant dong. So in this <laughs> in this That's yearbook great. with and like listen, LGBT sensitivity was big at our school back then because we were in art school. We're still like talking like late nine. This was like nineteen ninety four. But there was a big push then, like for LGBT, and it rightfully so. I mean, you know, no. But we were like at the forefront of that stuff because we were artists and whatever. Um, graduation came around, and right. I got booed at graduation by like a little group because they had objected to my fucking. <laughs> oh, they were mad. <laughs> to my yearbook picture because it's so like. I don't know what's the word misogynistic or whatever it is. I don't know which term is right, but I caught so much heat from these people 
and no one like of course no one comes talks to me but like uh but like fuck it i you know i got I was dared i had to submit it fuck it i'm right. not gonna back down from a dare I, I to the point where when i was home after i graduated college for that summer my mom got a letter from one of the students it was addressed to my mom like to oh. the, to the parents of Ben Temples, and it was like I like they sent the entire page of the fucking <laughs> of the what yearbook, the fuck? and with a note like how offensive and blah blah blah. And my mom got the letter. This is how cool my parents are. Uh, my and I'm a I'm a I'm the first child, so it, it, like they even right. got cooler after four. But uh, by the time I I I got home, uh, she gets this letter. And she like, it's like, I don't even remember what it said, but it was a little bit of a diatribe and whatever else. But my mom like read the whole thing, looked at it. She just comes, knocks on my door. I even had a friend there at the time. We were hanging out doing something like, like playing fucking video games or something. Yeah, right, right. And uh, she just like kind of like, like nonchalantly flips the letter onto my bed and goes, you've got fan mail and fucking leave. Oh. <laughs> and it's like this and it's the whole big picture of like a blown up polaroid of me of me standing there with a dildo hanging out of my pants and a top well she was fully naked but she's bending over cupping her tits sucking on this dildo <laughs> oh my god with like some kind of like it wasn't just that she signed a polaroid there was some kind of personalization to it i don't remember what it said but uh yeah and so, uh, and your mom's called it fan mail. That's the yeah. Best she part. didn't give a shit. Like two things. Like right. he's already graduated. Like what does she care? He got a degree from college. He graduated. That's my job is done. Whatever he wants to do from now on, it's not my problem. You know. But uh, right, right. But uh, yeah. So, but that's the strip club part. So the this guy Jeff that was the DJ of the strip club, uh, you know, uh, as time went on, when I uh when I um was started going to college uh, on the summers, he had started to work a partnership with the guy that owns the comic book stores. And they opened, he opened up like a, his own store, you know, like co-opened it with them. So they had like a, you know, like, I don't know, like co-owners of a store. And he asked me to run it for the summer. And so I ran it all summer. And the beautiful thing was that like, when we closed at like eight o'clock at night or whatever, I had right. to like then like do all the paperwork and put the money in a like a bank bag and I had to bring it to him a lot of times at the strip club. And so then I'm I'm uh. like now even though I'm still kind of underage, I'm allowed to go he he was now working at the Crazy Horse and and the the comic book store he bought was also on Federal Highway. So it was like a 5 minute ride up the street to drop everything off to him. And so uh on certain nights, he's like, ah, hang out. And so we'd hang out. And I'd hang out in the DJ booth all night and girls coming in and out because he's running them basically because he's the DJ. And, uh, yeah. you know, we're in a little couple of drinks and, and I'm like fucking 20 years, 19, 20 years old. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. I, I, I yeah, we used to go to Diamond Dolls a lot because Eric worked there and Big Air, you know, Punisher and Warlord and, yeah, and Gonzo. And it's, uh, it's only, we went there a lot. Strip clubs are only fun when you've got like a connection. If you're just right, a paying right. customer, it's garbage. Yeah. But if you're and, like, and it was funny if you got because, stroke and run of the place, and you right. you quote know someone, it's it's a much more fun time. So so we had like at the bar, the backside of the bar had like four or five seats on the backside, and behind you was a wall, and it was like 
really away from everybody. And it was, there was a sign put up that said VIP so that when we came that that's where we would sit. So anybody that we would bring with us, we would all sit there. We would have our own waitress who would, you know, bartender would give us our drinks and our food. Nine times out of 10, I never paid for anything. We would just throw them a tip. You know, we didn't pay for shit. Um, But it's funny because we used to go and if, all the girls knew you don't go to that side because they're they're not here for that. They're, they're here to eat and just yeah, yeah, yeah. hang out, right? So there'd be like a new girl who would come and she would you know kind of get over and she would get close, like she started to get close and like she would get kind of close to us and then somebody would you know stop her and say, whoa, 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 no, not these guys. And what? Why not? Nope, no, they're not. They're here for other reasons. Like, and everybody, you know, they all knew you don't come and bother us. You know? Yeah. So it was pretty cool. But, uh, dude, those, yeah, those, 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 days, those, like for us, the early, and then when I graduated, here's the thing when I graduated, and then I'm back right. home and it's like 94, 95, I ended up working back at that comic book store, and the owner, John, and I, and two other guys ended up renting a house. And really, at some point, we were going to the Cheetah Three, three to four times right. a week, three to four times a week. Where we were like, we're like, basically, I like, I almost started dating a girl from there because I saw her all the time. And then when right. I told her I had a girlfriend that made her more interested in me, you know, because, you know, like I turned her. Right, 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 it was right, all this right, crazy right. stuff. But like we were going like three or four times a week. And this is like. Yeah, so are we. <laughs> Easily. To like, to like where the uh, one of the guys that he rented and we were renting a house and right. one of the. One one of the guys was basically like the garage had been converted into like a side, a separate residence kind of. Right. So he was living in the garage. And like we didn't know that he had been going more than we had been going. And we had been going three to four times a week. And uh, he's, yeah. this guy, Billy, was like a drummer in a punk band. Super cool dude. But like when he drank, he could be a problem sometimes. I remember going to the Cheetah Three with him once, and he was relentless with this stripper to the point where he was like, like she kept like talking back to him, and he kept firing back to the point where he got her so mad at him that uh, like he's facing me and she's walking away from him behind him, and he muttered something that she heard that she grabbed one of those uh, wooden boxes that they would stand on to dance for you the table right. dances, so they were a little elevated. And she was running at him, about to like crown him with it, from what how really? mad he had gotten her. And some like bouncer, like at the last minute, saw this and intercepted it before he, like literally, like like a beat <laughs> before he got fucking crowned by this one box. Like That's those funny. were the, yeah. those were the fucking those were the days. days man. Those were the they days. were right. Me and this I was talk about it all this time. was before like, they just, when I went. It was before they allowed lap dances down here. So it was oh, okay. a little, it was a little more like, it wasn't all like, like, like now ever since they allowed lap dances down here, I think it became swinger, a swinger kind of thing. Uh, there's right. more couples at strip clubs than, than there used to be. And I think a lot of it became like all of a sudden, instead of having like a, a like a, a range of people, like this one girl that like, like really liked me at the cheetah three, she was basically stripping to save up money to buy a hot dog cart. 
to remember when they used to sell hot dogs when they on the to, side right, of road in the, the, the bikinis, in the bikinis yeah. and then they outlawed yeah. that because they were causing too they many they were causing too many accidents you, you know, she was saving look, look, up for one of those <laughs> let, let, let's explain to everyone so in south florida sometime in the 90s the hot thing was you have a, a hot dog cart where they would like cook hot dogs in this cart on the side of the road, and the girls serving the hot dogs would literally be in like a g-string, like g-string teaback kind of, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. bikini on the side of the road. And every guy coming home from work was stopped there to get yep. hot dogs. Yep. Well, I was a kid at that point. We, our school bus in middle school, would pass by it every day, and every day you got a bunch of middle school kids yelling out the window like, Whoa! you know, like <laughs> hooting and hollering. And the bikini girl would do a little shake for us. And we'd be like, yeah, yeah. That's and, so funny. Cause I'm like, I was like, like she, she came and hang out with me. If you thought like we flirted, like I had basically had a choice at one point of, of dating right. the normal girl or the stripper. And who knew that, that I chose poorly, but uh, you right. know, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so goes your life. <laughs> you know, and it's what what else is funny is I my brother. Here's the other part of it, is that that my brother was a huge porn collector at the time. Had like you remember the spindles oh, of a hundred of a hundred yeah. DVDs that you could burn from your computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he must had eight, ten, twelve of these spindles full of DVDs. And he's like, I'm just wow. like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. I just fucking like download it and record it and I watch it. And I'm like, all right. And I'm like, give me, give me a stack. He hands me a stack. The funniest thing is that on one of the CDs off of right. one of the spindles that, that he had many of, I just randomly get one that uh, has her in it. The girl that I, you know, uh, in yeah. it doing one of those Randy West up and comer videos that uh, they used, right, right. He used to film yeah. in South Florida. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, and, you know, it, I recognize that hot, girl. <laughs> going back to the hot dog cart, I remember like because I was in middle school, so I don't know, maybe 12, 13 years old, and every day we used to pass. And I remember one day we come up past, and the most brilliant idea ever a guy set up a flower stand next to the bikini hot dog stand. So all the husbands who felt bad getting a hot dog from the naked, half naked <laughs> lady would turn around and go buy a dozen roses from the flower guy. To bring home to the wife, and I, I was a kid, and remember, I would always would go, that guy is a fucking genius. Yeah, he saw an opportunity and thought, I could, if I just put up a thing, roses nine ninety nine or ten bucks, all these guilty motherfuckers are gonna go. I gotta buy my wife roses right. now. I just, but I just spent twenty minutes with a naked lady over here selling me hot dogs. Well, naked woman. Well, because because they come home with their breast smell of Oscar Mayer and two drips of mustard on their shirt, they are guilty. Right. They're guilty of something. It may just be right, buying right. a hot dog from a girl in a bikini, but you don't know how like fucking jealous your your woman is. Right, so you might right, as well right. have a batch of roses in your hand. Just think, right, right. Make her forget about it. Right. Because it's not like they, remember... it's it's not like the women weren't aware of these fucking hot dog vendors. Oh, either. of course they were all over. <laughs> this is on this is Yamato Road in Yamato and glade yeah well we uh, had them down here sorry yamato and lion yamato and yamato and lion but but i do remember that after a couple months the flower guy he he either must have like he figured it out or he maybe he wasn't doing sales that much or maybe he was just tired of working because the same truck was there but he had a girl in a bikini selling the flowers. Yeah. I'm like, this guy just upped the fucking ante. Yeah, he yeah. took it to the next level. Well, that's just like, this is brilliant. That's just a smart businessman, to be honest with you. So smart, right? 
Right. So, so what, those, those are the days, so, man. So I'm curious, what was the the popular drinks when you were like in high school? Uh, so I mean, what we used to drink was Captain Morgan. Had to be Captain Morgan rum. It was no other. It was Captain Morgan and Coke. Cap, Captain and Coke. That's it. You, I drank. Those. You didn't have any like like because when we were when well, when, when I okay Goldschlager was with us Gold too, Schlager. but more like when we were in college. Yeah, Goldschlager was popular, and then uh. What was the blue one? Avalanche, I think it was called. I don't know. Avalanche, and then uh, we had. Do you remember? You, we had Zimas like in college and like in yeah, like twenties. We had, but we did a lot of wine coolers like Bartles and James. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we that. did wine coolers too. That was always like a that was like, like wine that coolers, was like a gateway. Wine coolers were like the big thing when we were in high school. Yeah, yeah, no, no, wine coolers too because they were easy to get and yeah. you know they were and then um. We used to have like a corner store that would sell, you know, they would sell alcohol to anyone. They didn't give a few shits. So we would walk over there, you know, <laughs> young as hell. Well, I think we were in, we were maybe in high school, but they would do those, what are they, Mad Dogs 2020s? They had like different flavors. Yeah. And we would always drink those because nobody would, they would never ID us. Yeah. We, you know, so what's we, funny is like the, the place that doesn't card you. When I went to college, that first year in Rhode Island, it was so funny. We went to this liquor store and we're, we're like, we're, we know we're like fucking freshmen. So it's like, we don't even, right. it's not even close to like that. We look 21 and none of us had right. fake IDs. But what happened was we were buying some stuff and, uh, and I, th I think they had to cart us for something like maybe someone was buying cigarettes, but I was paying for it. So I pulled my, uh, right. my ID out and he's like plantation, Florida. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, I used to work at the Crown Liquor right on uh, Davy and University. Oh wow, Davy right, right Road. Uh, and I go, right. I go. Oh, I used to live in that fucking subdivision, right? Or I still live in that subdivision. So, like, yeah. he became my boy. So from freshman year on, as long as that guy was right. working at that liquor store, I had the hookup. Like it was like I, you know, wow. it didn't even matter. It was like hometown fucking all we would do. We would trade a couple of South Florida stories every time I came in. Right. right. And, and it was like, uh, I'd be like, he, he would two things. He would never ID me. I'd just bring whatever I wanted up about Goldschlager, you know, a 12, right. you know, a, a six pack of uh, we used to drink old German because it was the cheapest fucking. Right. It was cheap. Right. To, right. Yeah. But, it, but it was like that or Mickey's or some of those types of beers. Right. They were so bad. They were such cheap fucking beers that you could they drink were. half of one of those and you'd wake up with a headache the next day. <laughs> no, literally, I was going to say, you would wake up with a headache, no fail. Yeah. If you drank one of those, yeah. no fail. I don't know you why we I don't know why we like Mickey so much other than that it had it was cheap, it had a cool Hornet logo and like they were called like Big Mouth or Wide Mouth bottles. Yeah, yeah. And they had like extra big like like it wasn't a normal size beer opening, it was bigger. So, right. but anyway, yeah, it was like every time I would go there, we'd be, we'd be buying, we'd be buying drinks. I'd be buying drinks for everyone in the, because again, like I said, right. that, that eventually I had that dorm room for two years with the balcony. So every weekend was like party, party in my place. Um, party central. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so, but I had to hook up with this guy and then I turned 21 and it didn't matter anyways, but, but I never got carded right. since, since the first time I visited there as a freshman. Yeah, we had the guy the, the corner store, and it's funny because our corner store, not only would they uh, they wouldn't cart us, 
they to this day I, I hands down would say they made made the best turkey sandwich sub I've ever had. They had the softest bread. Of Their course. turkey was like of delicious. You fucking buying sandwiches at a liquor store. Oh, of course yeah. you are. What was it like? No, a, it, was, it was a corner store. Sixty seven liquors or something like that. No, it was like it was like a mom and pop corner store, but they sold like liquor. Yeah. In the back, so I they had like a little deli counter. They did breakfast sandwiches. They did lunch. Yeah, it was oh so good. Yeah, so good. But I I was supposed to tell a new Japan story, but at, at this point, I mean, well, go ahead. And tell I feel it. like we're past that. Well, you teased it from last week, right? I did so, from so, last podcast. So fucking tell it. No. I feel like it's not as good anymore. We just told some really good stories. All right, save it for next time. I do have, before we go, I know you're just looking right. at the clock, and that's why you don't want to tell it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I know you. Come on, I know no, you. No, but I also feel like it doesn't go with it. Ah, who cares? Because I'm going to give a Blake We're update. Talking about I'm going to give you a booze. I'm going to give you a Blake update because we you were asking about his what his 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 yeah, food his situation food was going to be. Uh, so right. what happened was. I told you that he messaged and he was like, uh, is anyone doing anything for food? And I said, I don't think so. I don't right. even know if Marco's coming over. If Marco was coming over, maybe as a group, we would have ordered like pizzas or something. But I also right. knew that Marco was coming from his in-laws house and that probably they had eaten. So, uh, so I, right. I had relayed all the Blake and Blake's like, okay, I'm going to do the Blake thing. I'm going to just grab some stuff on the way over there, which of course means he's late. He can never like, uh, well, I saw that he said he was late. I saw he could that. never like be like, well, message. I know I've got to grab food and I know what time the thing right. starts. So let me, you know, and, and I would say like he, he came with his girl this time. So I was, so I, if I didn't have precedence, I would have said, well, the girl may have been running late or whatever, but he's always like this. So I can't blame the girl on it. Right. Right. So he shows up with the girl first time meeting her. She seems nice, uh, friendly, uh, not very talkative because as soon as the two of them get on the couch, she's like sleepy and is like kind of not and not into the paper. Like she's not into wrestling that much. So, right, so right, it's, right. Why it's, would you bring her? Right. Well, I mean, you know, be like meet my friends or whatever. I don't know. Uh, yeah, or maybe. Whatever. Or be like, well, if you want to hang out, like maybe she want to hang out with him, out with him Sunday night. And he's like, well, it, you could hang out with me Sunday night, but I have to watch this paper. Right. So you're, you're going to have to sit through it to be with me. I don't know. But uh, he shows up with a bag a food like takeout bag from exactly. some some restaurant. Okay, I don't know where he went. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. Right. But like about halfway through the pay per view, he goes and starts diving in. Right. Can I tell you? So he waited a little bit. Well, yeah. I mean, he was you know whatever. He wasn't hungry yet, or he hadn't smoked right. yet to be hungry. By the way, that's right, another right, story. Right, like right. he smoked, and then it was like. You could set your clock on a pay-per-view at my house that Blake attends. Right. That at that at some point, either in the main event or the or the 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 match before the main event, that Blake right. just nods off. He nods off. He passes out. He right. he comes in and out of consciousness to jump in and out of a conversation that's going on, like well, almost he's not sleeping though. He's like out of it. But then every now and then right. he pops back into the conversation and then you go and answer him and you're waiting for him to talk and you see he's back asleep. Uh, and right. uh, and and the way he talks is like very mumbly and like you're like you you have to work really hard to understand him. So right. there's that. But also 
this might be why it affects him. He may be passing out from a little of the recreational stuff, but he also may right, be right. passing out because he ate. Right. Eight. 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 Containers of sushi. Eight. He had nine. But Who he, the fuck is eight? He had nine. But he said, but he said she had one. The other eight, you know, and like like the Publix ones or the ones you would you get mean. from, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. you know, where it's a black tray with a clear top. Right. Eight. Eight, eight of them. That's like a lot. It's it's a fucking lot of food. And I'm like doing the math. Like, how much money does he spend on this? Like eight times like. Right. I don't know if they're 10 bucks a piece, eight bucks a piece. They ain't four bucks a piece. Right. I'm like, holy shit. Like, God damn. What the fuck? He ate, ate him. Yeah, I saw the picture of him knocked out with his uh, lady friend. Oh, so. the, that uh, Marco took? <laughs> yeah. Good picture. Yeah. Good work. <laughs> I mean, listen, like, like you're gonna, you fall asleep at someone's house. The pictures are going to be taken. Oh, right. It's just See, that or you're getting, right, you're getting like, you know, like a ball sack on your forehead. That's what we used to do back well, in the day. Well, you know, with you'd her. fall asleep at. At the at the hangout house, next thing you know, someone's ball sex on your fucking forehead. Right, and with her there, I was a little like I. I mean, yeah. I, I listen. I next time you've given me an idea, he will he will be wondering what right. that warm sensation is on his forehead. On that, his forehead, right? Right. Why is there some ninety eight point six degree thing on my head? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Jesus. Yeah, well, I'll tell the New Japan story next next podcast. Uh, we we went this went sideways, but it was a good. I think this was a solid podcast. Well, because we talked we about like, strippers and strip clubs and we strippers weed, get, and, weed and alcohol I mean, and get high like, and okay. yeah, right. that should be the name: strippers, weed, and alcohol. Because if that doesn't draw people in, I don't know what will be. Right, so. so we're gonna call it strippers. Weed, weed, and alcohol, and yeah. alcohol. That, that'll bring that'll bring the fans in. Oh my! Like lions, tigers, and bears. Yeah. Oh my! Oh my! There we go. Yeah. There we go. Well, I gotta go. I gotta go make dinner. So I know. I, I know. I, I hear. Headache. I hear the metaphor. headache. Oh, you should hydrate during these things. It's you're not supposed to drink all this fucking alcohol Water. and not hydrate. You're like an amateur. Yeah. Like I got a baby. I gotta hold your hand every step of the way with this. Yeah. Yeah. I know. All right, I'm done with you. I got to go make my mini cheeseburgers on my Hawaiian bread. Oh my god. Yeah. I got nothing. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. I'm probably not eating. All right, dude. Uh you uh, uh you uh, you have a wonderful night there and uh hopefully you too. hopefully uh things work out for you. Yeah. All right, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Bye.